0: yeah g'day and frickin' welcome to oceanic gaming radio this is episode 63 it is the 10th of july 2023. Uh, we are recording this bad boy live from twitch.tv slash oceanic gaming radio. Uh, 7 p.m. on a Monday night. You can come and join us. Come and join some other legends such as Straightjacket Jim, Fancy Badger, Ignus, Sukai AU. But enough of those guys. We all know their legends, but a bit more about us. My name's Captain Perth. And uh, alongside me, as always, recording this little podcast of ours, is uh, Pavlova Face. And Grizzly Gaming 86, how are we, fellas? Good to see you. Hey, oh.
1: Hoi, hoi. I'm good. Capo? Yeah.
0: Living the dream, well?
1: mate. For a you Monday. Living the dream. Fucking I hell. Living the dream. I actually am very grateful for my, uh, my life, life, mate. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty yeah. yeah. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Pretty good. I'm pretty stoked with mine as well, to be honest. Um, that's good. I, we're both on the same page, mate, which is brilliant. Big fan of that. <laughs> I've got
1: video games cap. I think that's what makes
0: it bearable, don't you reckon? Well, absolutely. It's yeah, the uh, the escape from life sometimes is what makes things bearable, <laughs> which is which is a little bit funny after we just said how good our lives were. But anyway,s mm. <laughs> I thought we need true, to escape true. from them. Uh, but you know, sometimes escape's good. It's good to reset the mind. You know, it's just great. But uh, Pavan, now good. I hear that you've been playing a few little video games.
2: Yeah, I've been good. I've been uh, smashing away. Um, had a big, big one. Uh, a big, a big a night of Minecraft. <laughs> a couple big nights of Minecraft. Just hey. Smashing away, throwing uh, hands at trees and such. Uh, was there beverages
1: consumed during Minecraft sessions? No, there uh,
2: was I think I had one the other night, but I, I shouldn't. I'm still kind of getting over this, like, lingering cough and cold from however oh, many dude. weeks ago it was. I um, no. Ah, Look, it is what it is. I know it's kind of kind the of same thing everybody's having at, at the moment. But um, yeah, i just kind of taking it easy. I've got some time off work at the moment, so I'm just uh, focusing on some oh. sweet, sweet R&R. How much focusing you on off? some Minecraft. I've, I've got, well, work found out how much time I had owing to me, and they said, Pav, take two weeks. And I said, yes, wow. sir. And uh, you still got some left over? Yes, I've sir. Got, I've, got, I've still got like, Ten weeks available to take. Fucking so. excuse me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can I have some of that, please? Uh, are they looking? Uh, are
1: they looking to give you the flick, Pav? That's why they're trying to wear down your annual leave first, mate. Is that what's no, happening? I, 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 I
2: went and told them I was a little burnt out, and like you know what, have Good timing, because get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, fuck. that's great. Hey, that's great. Yeah,
0: and uh, yeah. you're the kind of person that needs to be forced into taking leave. Uh,
2: look, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. literally. Oh,
2: because I don't want to take leave for no reason, and I haven't really had a reason. I don't want to spend money. Dude, on I take, no I, I will
0: take leave for no reason all the time, and the reason is generally just me needing to take some time off. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing oh. wrong with that.
2: Don't get me wrong, I take, a, I take a couple sick days every other week.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, true. But, I mean, you're sick, though, is the problem, you know? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
2: Yes. if you working, if you're uh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> always sick.
3: <All>
2: right. Dude, <laughs> you
1: know what? You know how I was uh, taking the piss about me playing, what was it? A 004 on release? And I was like, don't worry, no one at my work, this is my podcast. Well... There is a bloke at my work that now listens to the podcast, so we might have to go and that delete right? that episode if that's all right, please, boys. I think it's well. he just heard fifty-eight. This, so you're
0: anyway, yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> I don't, and no one at my new work listens to uh, to the podcast, but at my old job, there's there's still a couple of legends uh, tuning in every week. So you know, legends, g'day, legends. g'day, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, all right, Pav. Anything else that you want to talk about that
2: you know happened on your weekend? Uh oh yo, we had I was uh, at the Perth exhibition and uh, convention center uh yesterday for uh the volunteer walkthrough day for Pixel Expo, which is coming yeah. up on the 5th and 6th of August. Um I'll be hosting the main stage, but some c- pretty cool news. Ooh. Uh if you guys wanna if you, wanna if you guys wanna do a cheeky little announcement. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well Cap and
1: I uh, are gonna be there in
0: person, aren't we, Cap? We are going to be there in 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 people. Uh, We're ever going to be on a panel. It's uh, it's touted as the gaming equivalent of Spics and specs. And me and Grizz are going to be on one side. We've got some legends uh, from the morning show. I think uh, Wraith is going to be uh, on that side, and uh, the other host's name is escaping me. But uh, Jim might be able to uh, in chat might be able to jog my memory. Uh, But yeah, we're going to be on the Sunday, which is what date is it?
2: Have can you remember for top of your head? That should be the sixth, I believe, sixth of August. The sixth, which you
0: know, that's not that's that's not far away. It's le- less than a month, so mm-hmm. we're going to be on stage just talking shit. So if you if you're listening and you you want to come down and say good day and watch the the show, which you absolutely should do, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, come along and do it. It'd be yeah. freaking wicked,
1: definitely. And if you've got kids, you can bring your children. I believe under tens get in for free. AKA I'm- Mikey. Come and watch us at the Pixel yeah. Expo, mate. Get the down pickle there, expo. bring the
2: fan.
0: The Pixel <laughs> Expo. <laughs> Not the
2: Pixel Expo, the Pixel Expo. Yeah, also, that's, that's yes. the month after. If anyone's yeah. getting a weekend ticket, I do have a special <laughs> promo code that you can use. Chuck, it, it's a secret promo code. It's called Pineapple Party. Now, typically, typically. Holy shit, Pav. Typically, promo codes give you a discount. My code uh, actually makes the ticket cost 1% more. So, <laughs> really, <laughs> Yeah, so what? Well, come around and feel like spending an extra dollar on your ticket. Uh, use code Pineapple Party. Maybe I'll give you a sticker or a high five. I don't know. I'll I- do that for you, Pat. <laughs> do
1: that for you, Matt. Also, definitely don't put in code Lemon Party because okay. you know. You don't want to do that, do you? Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I was actually going to legitimately use your code, Pav. But now that I know that I'm going to be spending more money, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> how dare you!
2: <laughs> my goal is to get one sale, at least one. It'll be my highlight.
0: <laughs> oh man! Well, I'm going to bring um, I'm going to bring Mia, Mia and Ted along, so it's going to be it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Be a good fun little event, so yeah, lock it into your calendars, legends. Uh, now, Grizz, speaking about calendars, yes. how was your last calendar week,
1: dude? My calendar week has been full of dad jobs, mate. I um broke the dryer and bought a new one, put it up on the wall, I uh fertilized my lawns and mowed them, um, I got pulled out all the weeds, and then yeah, it was pretty good, mate. But I um, what else have I done? Cap, we had uh, we had our first show, mate, for the Tonesmiths under our agent. The agent booked um, gig on the weekend, so it was a new bar to us, a new bar down South Perth uh, called the Chase Bar and Bistro. Shit, yeah. And it was pretty good, dude. The venue was amazing, man. We're up on a big straight, on a big stage, like a proper drum riser and stuff in there, and um, looked very professional. But it was a fucking weird show, Cap, because it was in a sports bar. So, like, you know, people in there like betting on the dogs and stuff
0: first and <laughs> doing their thing. It was like, we bet weird. on the dogs and go and fucking listen to fucking Hotel California. <laughs>
1: yeah. Someone's screaming. We think it's like at us, but no, it's just because you had a big win on the dogs, mate.
0: You know?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I love that. That's pretty it's good. There's something about a TAB in the corner of a pub that just, it's just something different, isn't it? It is very
1: different. But I do have some news, kind of gaming related, but not gaming related. Uh, I did my tax return cap, and I have approval from my wife to blow it all on a new PC. So I'm going to be getting that. Oh, sick! I'm going to be getting that upgrade very soon, mate. And there's a couple on Osbargen that I'm eyeing off that look pretty good,
0: mate. So um, yeah, what have you got the Osbargen up? I'd love to know roughly what you're thinking about in terms of power.
1: It's a 4070 Ti uh, with uh, DDR5 RAM, um, some Ryzen CPU. I'll, I'll post it in the chat, mate, so you can have a look when I'm talking yeah, to shit, shit a bit later. You
0: yeah. can have a little peek. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, we can yeah. probably have a bit of a how's your gaming going and chat about it as well.
1: Sounds good. Very, But I'm very excited, mate, very excited.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm well, going to keep the eyes your, peeled for a
1: loss. little bit, but, uh, yeah. Be looking at yeah, wicked, video, mate. Right, in That's there. freaking exciting. Uh, apart from that, that, mate. That's 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 pretty much me in a nutshell for the week. What about what about yourself, Cap? Yeah, what have you been up to, mate?
0: Well, I've been good, mate. I've just been kind of cruising. Um, last weekend we we had like fifty million lunches on. That's definitely an overestimation, but. There was lunch on every day of the weekend, <laughs> and um, it just kind of fucked me, to be quite honest. Uh, by Sunday, Arvo, I was knackered, uh, but yes, yeah, so we caught up with some um, some parent friends that we met in parent group uh, on the Saturday, and then oh, man, Sunday- Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, same no, ages.
1: Same age as Ted, same age, Yeah, all Kyle. the kids
0: are the same age, which is wicked, so we catch up with those guys fairly regularly, probably monthly at the minimum, which is fun, so- um, that's really good. And then Sunday we caught up with some other friends and, uh, the in-laws took care, care of Ted for probably about an hour and a, oh, no, a bit longer than that, probably about two, two to three hours. And, um, mum and dad went and ate fricking, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Christmas in July lunch at a, a local Irish pub and, and, uh, had a repo. It was wicked. Nice. Yeah, nice. caught up with a couple of mates and, um, and did that. And that was really fun. So. Uh, that was nice, but I mean, after that, man, I was shattered. Like, it's funny you forget how how, how much of a a big roast just you know knackers you big time. It does mate, <laughs> so, yeah, it does. It was like 100%. reliving Christmas, but uh, it's, it's it's a completely different feeling now that I'm a parent because. Normally, you go home and have a nap, but it's like, oh, now I've now got to go home, change nappies, freaking get bottles sorted. <laughs> like, it's just, no, there's no option for for nap. No, <laughs> no napping, like, mate. No napping. Yeah, I wow. thought we might have had a window because Ted was asleep when we got home, but he woke up about 15 minutes after we got in the door. Mm. So I was like, well, there goes that idea. Mm. <laughs> but, anyways, that's what better parents are all about, eh? So, so you bit you a bit
1: cooked today, mate, or you're all you're all
0: back no, on the I'm uh, fine now, back back yeah. on the wagon. Um, yeah, Ted's still sleeping pretty averagely, but you know this is just that's just the the constant in our life at the moment. So I feel like we kind then, of we're just into it. The new job cap, enjoying it? Yeah, it's great, mate. Really good. Love the people I work with. Uh, the work's been great. Uh, the work itself, that is, and uh, yeah, we have got a really cool office in uh, in Fremantle and. Yeah, it's just, it's just great. It's a r- real nice sea change, really enjoying it. So I do miss um miss the guys at my old work, but uh, but yeah, the new gig's really good. So yeah. oh, Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah frothing, really it, good. frothing it big time. But yeah, there. anyways, shall we freaking jump in, fellas? I think Let's we will. Let's do it, will. mate. Let's do it. Uh, now, uh, just a few house rules. Uh, just want to say uh, thank you for consuming this little podcast of ours. We really appreciate it. You can listen to it basically anywhere anywhere you can uh, get a podcast it's it's probably there so feel free to just go and you know chuck oceanic gaming radio in that search bar and press the enter button and i'm sure you will find us uh now if you would like to watch us live as mentioned at the start of the show you can uh you can check us out at twitch.tv slash oceanic gaming radio every monday night at 7 p.m australian western standard time you can jump in the chat and talk all kinds of shit. So. Uh, that's your little license, permission to to, uh, to shit talk. So there you freaking go. We also have a website, OGR.show, where you can basically do all the above and more. Uh, now, special thanks to our wonderful supporter, Patreons. Uh, you guys freaking rock. They're the people that come out every month and uh, mm. uh, drop five big spondulies or something along those lines. It might be $8, but I can't quite remember exactly how much the tiers are. But anyways. Thank you very much for financially supporting this podcast. They are the following legends. Sukai, Moosey, Caging Runt, Sergeant Paul, Lee GD, Jlibs, Brendan, Daniel Fantastic, and Strops. Cheers, guys. Freaking appreciate you. Legends.
1: Absolute Absolute legends.
0: legends. Absolute legends. They have single-handedly enabled us to do things such as uh, pay for a domain and uh, yep. get a website up and also pay our ongoing subscription for distribution of the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, appreciate you guys. That's where the money goes, FYI. So, um, yep. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just shit like that, all the boring stuff that, uh, you know. Is is boring <laughs> so, and the leftover yeah, into Grizzly's Steam Deck fund. I hear yeah. <laughs> you, you want a Steam Deck, do you?
1: Oh, I'd be great, mate.
0: I think, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, mate, especially if I'm going to be, we'll be
1: offshore in September, mate. That's what I want either a Steam Deck or a new Ooh. laptop,
0: I think. It's yeah. Also, so, ooh, interesting. Okay. Cool. Well, anyways, let's jump into the freaking show. Let's begin with our wonderful little quest log. A fair bit on the quest log, though. Small, I think they're sort of bite-sized little quests. So, you know, these aren't uh, these aren't mainline quests. They're kind of, you know, sub, they're kind of just under a, uh, over a, a side quest. So let's freaking dive straight in and, you know, get in and amongst it all right five bad boys on the quest log today I'm uh, bad boys. Mm. first first bad boy grizzly no, no you're not seeing things mate call of duty cheaters are being dealt with in a unique way <laughs> now mm. i saw this I saw this the other day on uh on on i can't remember which website it was but uh Basically, what's been happening is, is, well, Infinity Warden and Raven Software have deployed a new mitigation tactic to detect trolls and cheaters. And what they essentially do is put fake enemies into the game mm. and see if people will shoot at them uh, or kind of kill them in a way that is suggests that they're probably hacking with wall hacks or Yep. Something like that or, um, you know. Hallucinations, they call them, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So little hallucinations. Absolutely crazy,
1: though. So you can't, yeah. you can't see these as a normal player, right? If you don't have hacks on, you won't even know that they're there. You're not going to be, like, shooting yeah. at something that's not there or anything else. So,
0: so the way I kind of understand it is I think it must be, like, a one-frame, like, kind of thing or, you know, enemies that are, like, Unseeable apart from behind walls. So if you are aim like wallbot hacking or whatever, uh, of yeah. course, you're going to be able to see this enemy. And so you kind of go in as if you're going to kill the enemy and then you shoot at the enemy, but the enemy's not really there. So yeah, it, it's 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 a really fucking smart way of doing it. So, uh, yeah, so and, say and obviously- here,
1: um, these false characters are undetectable by legitimate players, and they can't impact a legitimate players, aim, progression, End of match stats or overall gameplay experience, but serve to disorientate cheaters in a variety of ways. So, uh, yeah, and just on the on the cheats cap. So, Call of Duty as a whole has, uh, especially Modern Warfare, has suffered immensely at the hands of cheaters. It's extremely easy to get your hands on uh, aimbot, oh, shit, yeah, and other bits and pieces. So, I think there's four big ones: aimbot, which basically uh, it will lock onto players around you and you can just hold the trigger. There's a trigger bot hack, which is an alternative to aimbot that if your corsair intercepts with another player it will automatically shoot at them. Um, there's wall hacks which allow you to see through walls and then there's radar hacks that shows enemy on 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 your radars uh, no matter where you are mm. so.
0: You know a lot about these hacks, Grizz.
1: What's going oh, on? I just there, mate? did a little, little bit, a little bit of googling, mate. You know, that shooters aren't my thing. I've got to get the, I've got to get the upper hand somehow, mate. But uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's pretty interesting. I've, I think just the way that they're obviously dealing with these, uh, you know, these hackers is 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 uh, well. I mean, it's it's a first for sure. But it, I, I wonder if Infinity Warden Raven will will maybe kind of start looking at what you know Bungie are doing with their cheat creators and and start suing these people uh, that are creating these <laughs> these hacks. Because, I mean, obviously, mm. a lot of people p- pay to sort of get these hacks or there's a marketplace for them. So um, it'd be interesting to see yep. if they do give it a crack.
1: I wonder whether this is going to really slim down the amount of hackers, mate. If you've got a couple of hallucinations in every map and essentially if you're shooting at one of those hallucinations, you are hacking, right? Because otherwise you can't see it. So I'm well, wondering yeah, whether this is going to, to yeah. be no. I wonder whether this is going to be a really effective way to out cheaters in general. Like it might actually completely change the change the game Escape. for Modern warfare too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I do uh, wonder how much I guess resources uh, a system like this costs in the grand scheme of things. Because I mean, having extra, you know, it, regardless of whether it's an AI or not. You know, yeah. Mm. There's a there's a computer having to you know calculate what this object is doing in real time. So it makes me wonder how uh, I don't know just how how much resources this is going to cost for uh, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare servers, and and whether it would be a realistic yeah. thing for other developers to pick uh, up. Dude, I suppose it'll all know, depend on how well your game's coded, really.
1: You know what I think, Cap? As well, I just think that there's potential for the cheat developers to to you know work their way around this and an example already i mean there's something that they that this is not going to address which is if you're playing on controller there's a little attachment you can attach to your controller before it goes into your playstation or your pc and it will uh automatically counteract the recoil of any gun in the game Jesus so all Christ. you have to do is point the crosshair at someone and pull the trigger and the little bit the that fuck? before it goes to your PC will counteract the recoil so it can just shoot dead straight at people. That so, is
0: mental, yeah. dude. Again, Grizz, <laughs> where the <laughs> fuck are you getting this information from? Uh, <laughs> he, he says yeah. as he slowly slides his controller away out of the frame of the camera.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a whole thing where like if someone thinks the stream has got one of these, they get them to show their full uh, controller um, cable going into their PC, you know, to say I'm not a cheater kind of thing, because apparently they're super common in
0: streamers, mate.
1: Apparently they're yeah, super right. common. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. I suppose it's like probably no. Surely you'd be able to tell that. I would have thought, but maybe not. Like just from looking at a video, like you know what I mean. I would have thought it'd be fairly obvious when someone's using a a, <laughs> a non ricochet, uh, non what do you call it? What, what do you yeah, call? What do you call recoil. the thing that you're just talking about? Recoil. So I was going to say yeah. ricochet. Um, um, anti-recoil freaking device. Mm. Surely you'd be able to see that, but maybe not. I don't know. I suppose it, with a mouse is a lot easier, right? Because you kind of can control it, whereas yeah, with, a, yeah, yeah. with a joystick it's, the big it's a little thing bit difficult. In,
1: You know, CSGO, when you use an AK-47 in that game, where you're just basically dragging your mouse down as you're trying to shoot <laughs> with that, because yeah. it just kind of sprays up. But uh, this will essentially do that for you. So, probably, yeah. uh, depending on the gun, it's probably quite hard to see that someone's using that particular um, bit of kit. I don't know.
0: Wow, that is very, very, very interesting, mate. But, yeah, watch this space, I guess, in terms of more unique ways to uh, fuck over cheaters. So, yeah, just don't do it. You, I just, man, honestly, I know why people do it, but also I don't know why people do it. It's just so fucking, it's lame. It's super lame. I don't
1: understand it. I do not understand it, Cap. Like, surely they get enjoyment out of it, but the whole thing about gaming for me is overcoming these obstacles through your yourself and that sense of achievement where if you're cheating, Like, you're going to lose that, right? So, I don't know, man. I don't get it.
0: I don't get it. I think people just like to be weirdos. So, anyways, not much you can do about it. But, anyways, moving along, Grizzly Gaming 86. Now, Grizz, you ever have a Game Boy, the original Game Boy?
1: I did. I had one of those uh, old see-through ones, mate, where you could see all the insides on it. Uh, Oh, nice. I had Pokemon Red on it, I remember. It was my first game, I think. Absolutely. Okay.
0: Loved it. Yeah, no, I had I had Pokemon Red as well. I think I think that and I had Adventure Island um on mine, which was a cracker game. Adventure so,
1: Island. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Can you remember that one? It was like oh, this oh, uh really yeah. it was like this little caveman child that would run around and jump on um, dinosaurs and and stuff and and fly pterodactyls Oh, I do and- maybe Maybe? Yeah, yeah. I reckon if you saw it, you would recognize it because it was just one of those games, just a cracker. But uh, yeah, I, I loved my game. But I even had one of those little, uh, one of those little zoom in <laughs> things with the yeah. light that came off the side because we yeah. did a lot of all that
1: shit because yeah, they weren't we did backlit a lot of
0: driving. Yeah, exactly. So the backlight, you know, because we did a lot of night driving, um, just in between like mum and dad's work and and home. So uh, when we're living rurally. Uh, so it was good. I could I could play this thing in the car, and um, you know, smash out a bunch of um, Pokemon or whatever else I was playing. Oh, man, the good old days, man! The freaking good old days. Yeah. Now you know. On that same topic, Grizz, um, I don't know if you've mm. heard of this particular Game Boy, uh, but there is a Game Boy that was in. Uh, now I can't remember exactly which. Um, I think it was. Uh, f- God which which uh, is in the Nintendo headquarters sorry in uh, Redmond Washington I thought it was in a museum but it, it's not it's in the uh, no sorry it's been returned there no it wasn't a museum got confused Definitely a museum, Bruce. Um, anyway, there's a, there's a museum yeah. in in New York or somewhere that has this uh, this old uh, Nintendo Game Boy that survived a shelling bombing in the Gulf War, and it, it's basically like <laughs> melted to shit. And but it, it still has Tetris going. Uh, so uh, what 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 they they had this little exhibition with this this Game Boy in this museum. And it has uh, Tetris literally on the screen, ready to play. Uh, I cannot believe sort of that, going.
1: Capo. Look, if you're looking at it, like the whole plate on it is all melted and black. Like severe yeah. temperatures on this thing. Severe oh, yeah, <laughs> temperatures.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. To, and, but apparently the buttons still work. Um, well, yeah. I think one of the buttons is is melted, but you could still use one the the D pad or something like that. And um, but yeah, the actual the, the game and, and cartridge was still playable, which is just crazy. So this this uh, this little uh, Game Boy that could you know uh, maintained its, its 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 spot in this in this uh, golf war exhibition for a long time, but it's recently been retired, Grizz, and sent back to Nintendo's headquarters in Redmond, Washington, where I believe the issue was they were starting to have some like horizontal and vertical streaking on the display Ooh, just because okay. over time the the ribbons and connectors that go to the actual display itself kind of you know degrade naturally so um mm. but yeah it's 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 been retired because they don't want to open it up and and perform surgery on it because you know it's a bit of a relic obviously so it's a bit of a relic mate
1: yeah absolutely yeah
0: but uh, I just thought it was cool. If you're listening at home and you haven't seen this thing, definitely go and give it a Google. Just go and look up like Golf War Game Boy. And um, yeah, like Chris said, it is just like... I, t- I tell you what, man, it it reckon the, like- uh,
1: I reckon the I Game Boy was really hardy, but I reckon the Super Nintendo controllers also, man. Like Yeah. And even the original PlayStation ones as well. Super freaking hardy. I mean, I've got a original SNES controller here that I service every now and again that is like... It's almost like it's brand new. Could have just bought it today, kind of thing. They're, is that uh, right? Yeah, wow. yeah. I yeah. think
0: they don't really make things like they used to back in the old days, but I suppose things were a lot less complex back then as well, right? So,
1: Cap, do they do that though to as like a revenue thing to know that you're going to have to buy new shit or
0: planned like, obsolescence was is a yeah. is a very interesting topic, Grizz, and I believe is that it? Apple was caught out actually. In, uh, this might be bullshit, but I I remember hearing about how Apple was including ways for like the clock speed of your Apple device to slow down naturally over time. you um, so I believe that you would it, buy a new Anyone?
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, and you know what? I th- I've always thought I thought this was general knowledge, and maybe it's not. I always thought that they were doing that through the updates, the forced updates. Where like if you don't update your phone, you can't access all the apps and stuff and then it's just (laughs) full of shit that's going to slow your phone down. So, you know, it ends up being really slow because when you get a brand new iPhone, mate, they're so quick, responsive and everything else. And then just over time, they just seem to be...
0: Yeah, degrade over time. I mean, things do degrade naturally and obviously you probably... I mean, no one's going in there and defragging and and all the shit that you probably need to to keep your your device squeak clean. But I mean, that mm. it, there's definitely the whole idea of planned op- obsolescence is uh, is definitely rife. But man, not back in these days, Grizz. The freaking Game Boy. This Game Boy survived a fucking bombing. Still kind of ready to go. <laughs> probably just needed to change the ribbons on the display. And it could, you know, could, could be pl- pumping out some um freaking some some freaking Grandmaster Tetris shit. Hell uh, yeah. But yeah, we crack crack a little uh little uh little device. So I don't know, it just gave me a bit of nostalgia, but but looking at it, it, it definitely looks like it's been left in, in an oven for like, I don't know, an hour or something. Nice. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, very, very cool regardless. So go and check it out if you've never seen it before and you listen at home. But yeah, there you go. All right, Grizz, the big one. The big, big dog. One. I think this is very
1: interesting. Be our biggest uh topic tonight, I reckon, Capo.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right. Did you wanna did you wanna start this bad boy yeah, out Absolutely.
1: Liz? So Diablo season one is upon us, Cap. uh, If you are a nerd and you have no idea what I'm talking about or how the seasons work. You're uh, probably not a nerd then, right? You're probably not a nerd. You're probably actually not a nerd if you don't yeah. know how the seasons work. The essentially, uh, Diablo, Diablo 4, will have its season one coming out shortly and it will be a yep. separate realm to the main game that everyone has been playing. And you're going to ah. have to create a brand new character to, to participate in season one. So you will not be able to play uh, your current Diablo 4 character. Um, yep. Your other characters will still be available, but they're going to be in what is called the Eternal Realm. Um, And there is kind of like some soft progression between the Eternal Realm and the Seasonal Realm, which I will name in a second. Um, And they include uh, so the statues of Lilith you've collected as well as the map that you've uh, kind of unlocked uh, and your stronghold locks uh, as well. So the season is actually pretty cool, Kat, because they've announced a bunch of stuff that fall under that, which we can go into, but some story, mate, and some... Other kind of mechanics, uh, but the season that we're dealing with here, Cap, is called the Season of the Malignant, and we yeah. see it also uh, features like a cinematic, story cinematic, and it's kind of set after the de- the, de- the death of Lilith, who, who was the big bad, sorry, spoilers, of uh, Diablo <laughs> 4,
0: so... I don't know if um, that's a spoiler.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> probably I, not a spoiler, <laughs> but maybe someone hasn't made it through the uh, <laughs> the campaign yet.
0: Who knows, mate? Wasn't it in like every marketing uh, YouTube <laughs> video <laughs> leading up to yeah. the release of that game? Yeah, 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 yeah but she might
1: have escaped or something.
3: <laughs> well, I suppose
1: okay. that I've not seen the intro cinematic exactly, Aerie. Exactly, yeah, mate. Exactly. Um.
0: Yeah. But yeah. So I mean, uh, uh, the the artwork all kind of points to these kind of malignant, writhing masses that uh, you're going to be finding in the game. So I guess we'll just yeah. start with the uh, like the mechanic for this season, um, and it seems like this is probably you know probably a a, a good indication of maybe what future seasons will look like structurally in terms of what we'll be getting per season. Um, So probably a quest Mm -hmm. line mechanic, uh, a season journey, which will be tied to the battle pass kind of, and then a battle pass plus Renown and some minor updates. So that's probably what you can get. Mm -hmm. You're probably Mm going to be looking forward to each season, maybe some bigger updates here and there, but um, they have announced, did they announce um, they'd be doing DLC, not DLC, expansions, Chris?
1: Oh, I haven't heard of that happening yet. There were some rumors that there were going to be some classes uh, released through that, but I don't think okay. they've remained pretty silent
0: on that. Sorry um, to derail, but I was just, just brain sort of you know moment. No, well, I'm sure,
1: I'm sure they, I'm sure that, I'm, I'm sure they will. They have to because there's uh, yeah. my brother really wants. Uh, what's the class cap? The paladin class. What's his name? Oh, uh, crusader. Yeah. Crusader, yeah, yeah,
0: Crusader yeah. would be great. Well, I want the Witch Doctor yeah. to do. The Witch Doctor was the best, you know, fucking throwing frogs at The Witch people.
1: Doctor, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I good. guess the anyway. first take on this cap, this the story elements and the trailer. Um, it's quite a lot of detail for a season. I felt, see, so, you know, they've got like a two-minute kind of trailer with some animation and kind of tied into this story a little bit. Where yeah, the big bad has been defeated. However, there is a much more fearful plague that's spreading across the land and. We need your help. And they introduce this character called Corman, um, who's kind of like a like a cleric, a former priest, yeah. um, he was like kind of part of the this... Cathedral
0: of Light or whatever that place yeah, was. Pa- that um, you know, part was of, the in the of the main game. Yeah,
1: I wonder if he was yeah. in the game already. I haven't figured that out yet. I can't I, remember. I, like I don't recognise him,
0: him. No, maybe maybe floating around somewhere. Perhaps. No, do you know what? I'm going to call it out, Grizz. I don't reckon he was. Yeah. You
1: don't reckon he was? Yeah, I'm
0: pretty maybe. sure this is a brand new character. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, he, Cormand has come up with a way, Cap, um, to re- re- remove the malignant uh, kind of growths by capturing the heart and then you've got to kind of bring it to him and he can kind of remove the corruption from these hearts. It's so the story goes, my good friend. So that or kind so of works. story goes. Goes into the mechanics around how that kind of happens. Um
0: yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see, like, because, I mean, when I think of a season, Grizz, I think of, like, say, Destiny or um, yeah. I think of, you know, World of Warcraft and uh, the way that those seasons kind of carry through. And normally the way that they kind of go is, is they kind of piecemeal the quest line out over the season rather than giving it to you all at once, whereas right. I'm not entirely sure how they're going to be doing it, but this seems... Well, Maybe closer to just giving you the, the full silver platter from the beginning, but we'll see.
1: I, f- I think they give it to you. The way they kind of... Um, they, they have this seasonal journey, which I think we'll get to in a little bit, but that has chapters that you work through. So I don't know whether they'll be kind of like story-based chapters, but the way that the um, chapters kind of worked in Diablo 3 was very similar, and they would have... In the first chapter, it's all really easy things, like clear act one, kill this boss on this difficulty, et cetera. Et cetera and you'd kind of work your way through and... And do that. So we do know for the D4 season one, there is seven chapters to complete. And there's objectives. Is that right? Yeah. And there's objectives vary of varying difficulty for each of those seven chapters. And they actually are going to reward you with in-game things for completing completion of those chapters. So I think uh if you complete the full seven, you end up with uh codex of power aspects, uh greater favor drops, uniques, caches, uh Materials and uh, a bunch of other stuff in there. So, Um,
0: maybe before we go any further, we'll talk about the Codex mm. of Power quickly since we've kind of already brought it up. Uh, The Codex of Power seems to be a kind of it's like a it reminds me of of Destiny where latently through the season you would earn XP and, and, and I, I guess progression towards. Uh, gaining more materials of certain kinds and and um, is, is that what this is Grizz? It's kind of the same no, So the
1: the Codex of power is already in Diablo 4. That's where your legendary aspects go into. They just get shelved oh, in Oh, Okay.
0: There. <clears throat> yeah. right. I was so, thinking of a different thing then. What was that
1: thing? I think thing you're I'm thinking, thinking of, of the the smoldering ash thing, which is another you're fucking right. mechanic. Season blessing it's another mechanic. I'm looking at it yeah. now. Yeah, yeah that's closer to stuff. what I
0: was describing.
1: Um We'll go back up and talk about these malignant hearts, Capo. So there's Absolutely. these. This is the major. I guess the major mechanic of this season is you're going to come across these uh, elites that uh, are going to have an affix on them called malignant, and they're going to be slightly stronger than your normal elite. Um, and once you destroy that elite, they're going to drop a malignant heart, which you then take to Cormand, who's the old mate. And he's going to use this device called the cage of binding to absorb the malignants from the heart. And then a big powerful version of the enemy that you defeated is going to show up almost like an elite. And you're going to have to kill them along with some hordes of enemies. And he's going to drop what's called a caged heart. And this is kind of where the whole mechanic comes in because the caged hearts uh, are going to, there's 32 different uh, hearts that you can acquire Basically, you can socket these hearts into jewelry uh, and your um, passive trees to give you a bunch of new aspects and unique powers and a bunch of uh, power, essentially. Now, the sockets in the jewelry are going to have colors and only certain hearts can go in the corresponding colours. so There's going to be a little bit of like metagaming you're going to have to do. to to figure get which
3: colour. The setup's
1: rad. right. Yeah. yeah. And I actually think this is fucking cool, Cap, because I don't quite know how this is going to be implemented yet, but I imagine that the malignant affix enemies are going to be quite rare because there's only 32 hearts available. It means you're not going to come across them all the time, but it just gives you another route to customise your character further than what we see with the Paragon board and the Legendary items it just kind of gives you something else to to aim for. So
0: yeah. Now it seems Grizz like there's also going to be a way for you to target certain hearts as well using this thing called the malignant tunnel, yeah. which will basically I guess it's literally a tunnel where you run down and and you find a malignant at the end of it, which you can then potentially, hopefully, maybe uh, guide it some way. Probably similar to how the nightmare dungeons, or whatever, work with you know, chucking a rune or whatever it is into it, and yeah. Yeah. and maybe kind of guiding what kind of specific color or whatever you're after. Um, yeah, is. I think there's so. like
1: going to be these craftable items, mate. Somehow, I don't quite, quite know how this works, but I think you can craft these this thing called an invoker, which you can uh use in the tunnels, which allows you to farm hearts of specific color in there. So, it sounds ah, like there's cool. going to be a a fair bit of additional content and that's one of my major gripes of the game um, at the moment is i really feel like once you've hit like level 80 or even 60 plus the like then they don't introduce enough new gameplay mechanics that feel rewarding you're just basically grinding nightmare dungeons essentially yeah and there's not a whole heap that uh really and you know i found this out the other day cap that it's the same time for you to get from level one to 80 to what it is to get from 80 to 100
0: so oh, wow that's like I some think room I, scape knowledge Yeah, you know I think I was, scape is like one to 90 is is like x and then 90 to 99 is the same again yeah <laughs> yes
1: <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> so in hardcore i think i ended up putting in about kind of what it was i think it was like 35 hours to get to level 60. Yeah. so now i've got at least would have had at least another 50 or 60 hours Maybe
0: even more to hit a hundred. Yeah, I can't remember what did I get to. I think I got to like fifty odd, and that was probably <laughs> maybe thirty odd hours. I reckon, but yeah, I think uh, I'm just looking at some of like the because I was trying to see if there was any examples of the different. Um, I guess powers that you'd be getting. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think what are there's we only seeing? one.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, there's only one I can find, which is uh, an item that has a vicious heart socketed in it. And that okay. uh, does for critical strikes, uh, critical strikes electric, electrically charge the enemy for X seconds, causing lightning to arc between them and any hey, other hey, charged man. enemies dealing X amount of lightning damage. So those that's are the kinds of cool. things. That's just one yeah. heart. So that's a, that's quite yeah. a unique kind of. Uh, yeah. Mechanic, I guess. And, and I mean, pro, you know, supposedly it's going to be 32 of these things, right? So, yeah.
1: So, yeah. I assume I think you can only put them in your jewelry slots, which means you would have three equipped between the three hearts. Yeah. So, I think you'd have your rings. But then I also heard that you could there's potentially some you can socket into your Paragon board as well. So, maybe there is oh, that's weird room for more. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So a lot of options <laughs> for customization. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, outside of the that main kind of new mm. mechanic grizz, we've got the new seasonal battle pass, which is going to have a free and premium yes. section. Yeah. Okay. Uh yep. now the free section I I think is going to be giving you like some I think it's like just I think it's mostly, like, you, you You get some cosmetics out of it, but I think it's most, a lot of it's just kind of resources and shit like that. Is that yeah.
1: correct, Chris? Experience, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is, Cap, from my understanding. So I think, yep. and I like, I actually, I actually don't mind this whole mechanic. I know this is going to surprise some people, but as you go through the battle pass, you're going to be unlocking experience boosts gold, materials, and other bits and pieces, um, they're going to be tied to a level cap of, I believe, your first character. So the first character you're playing on seasonal, um, you won't be able to unlock the XP boost, for example, until you've hit X level and then it kind of happens, right? But yeah. I kind of feel like what this is doing, right, is you're not going to want to grind more than one character through a seasonal journey. If Probably not. It's gonna cost. It's gonna take you 60 hours to hit end game on your barb, well, and you can yeah. be like, you know what I mean. So, what I think they're trying to do is, once you've done that grind on your first character, they're gonna give you XP boosts and other materials and stuff, so that if you want to go start an alt and start working through, you're at least gonna have like an XP boost or something to help you <laughs> work your way back through that. the 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 you know the the grind again so
0: yeah um, well because i mean realistically the the end game happens at say let's just say level 55 ish right you probably don't do your capstone around about then and i Mm -hmm. mean if we look at playtime for us with just you know the standard campaign that's what available now uh, presumably as far as we're aware the grind is going to be the exact same amount of time which is you know, for me, it was about 30 hours. Sounds like it's roughly yep. about the same for you, but you're mm-hmm. playing hardcore, mm-hmm. so you're probably being a little bit more careful. Regardless, that's a lot of time to put in for a brand new character every fucking yeah. season, Chris. Yeah, exactly, Every fucking mate. season. It is. yeah. <clears throat> so, and you
1: know what? I've got some... Uh, my take on this is going to be interesting because... And especially... And maybe we talk about that now, Cap, but the battle pass, right? So the paid battle pass... Um, it's going to give you cosmetics. It's going to give you cosmetics that you can equip on any character, um, you know. So things like hats and weapon transmogs and other bits yeah. and pieces. i looking at I don't the know-
0: transmog. It looks pretty cool, actually.
1: Is there anything outside of cosmetics that you get in that battle pass cap? Uh,
0: apart from the resources that come in the free thing, I don't really think so. To be honest, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um. I think yeah. you you might get some art. I think uh in-game reward system can earn cosmetic rewards smoldering ash which people can use to activate season blessings and uh, they can It can also get premium currency which can be used in the cosmetic shop okay. so okay there you go that's, that's not too yeah. bad i mean the season blessings are pretty good because that's where you get you can increase your xp earned and mm. boost the amount of gold you get uh, chance for rare materials to be salvaged uh, boost to duration of elixirs boost to the chance of powerful malignant hearts to drop um, so i can imagine a lot of people will be pumping a lot of shit into that to begin with yeah animation. absolutely um yeah. but yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know it's it, cool. it's cool what, what, yeah.
1: what's your take look cap well, i'm going to be honest with you here um the cosmetics in general and the sets and stuff for diablo 4 have not captured me whatsoever no. and i no, think not at all you know i actually think of what it is is that the game isn't mmoe enough that like i don't I don't get into a group and I'm doing a thing, and You're I don't showing look at someone your character else. off. No, I'm not looking at someone else's character and going, "Man, that guy's hat's so cool. Where did he get that from?"
0: Yeah, and yeah,
1: I just I don't have a want to spend any money on
0: on no, any cosmetics in the game. I'm definitely the same. A um, I, I don't think the cosmetics are strong enough, and they're not interesting enough. They're kind of one thing that I think Diablo three did well was they kind of went a little bit weird and wonderful with the cosmetics and stuff you could get, you know, there was like, they had like overwatch wings and shit like that in the game. That's which, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you'd argue that's kind of outside of the realm of what's within the game and maybe they go for a certain aesthetic. I totally get mm. that, but I feel like the aesthetic that they've got is just, it's, it's very samey. Uh, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of them look fucking cool, but also, the fact that I have to spend $20 to get some of these sets, not fucking cool. You know, if the set was like, yeah. say, five bucks, I'd actually probably think about it. Um, yeah. But I, I just don't think the economy of Blizzard, Blizzard's kind of economy that they've created for their in-game item sets, I think is just not, it's not transferable because uh, I don't know too many people that want to go and drop 20 bucks on a... Item set in a game where, like you said, you don't really give a shit what someone looks like. I'm more no. interested about how quickly <laughs> they kill bosses. You know, they're yeah. like, fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah, you're just trying to annihilate that guy.
1: You're trying to play the game as quickly as possible. Whereas, like, I feel like, like, even I'm gonna say this now, but. I feel like transmogs have way more power in WoW, for example. Like you're yeah. walking through Ogrimmar and you see a bloke on a real sick mount and it's like, yeah, that is a cool mount. But yeah. you just don't have those downtime moments in Diablo 4 because you're constantly yeah.
0: running around doing things. and Doing things. Yeah, You've got time to, to look at people's transmogs. But you're right, and we've spoken yeah. about this before, is is there's more air there's more time of like airiness in between your quests and stuff in WoW, and time for mm. you to kind of chill and just kind of go and grab quests and bits and pieces. But within Diablo, it doesn't really have that same kind of effect. So I don't know. Maybe as the game progresses uh, and some of these items become rarer because a season's come and gone, uh, maybe yeah. those items will be Actually, a bit more interesting.
1: That's a very good point, Cap. And that's one thing I didn't think about. Because yeah, you might be right there, mate. Where there might be like a season specific. Item that you know people might look back on and say, "Oh, that's a season one, that's a season one transmog. That's pretty cool." Yeah, Um, yeah, maybe. Exactly. But yeah, okay. Real question to you: Obviously, yeah. Would will you? And this kind of goes into the poll. We're not there yet, but I'm just curious to know your take overall on the battle pass. Do you think this is going to make them the monetization that they anticipated, or do you think it Uh, will be a bit of a bit of a
0: failure? I, in all honesty, grits, I think they needed to jump onto releasing this quicker because I think a lot of people have checked out of Diablo 4 already. Yeah, I agree, um, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much checked out. I mean, I'm not too sure I even want to come back for the battle pass, but I'll probably give it a crack. But I also kind of think that I'm probably... Look, I, I know that this is how ARPGs are and you make a new character each season and that's fine. I totally get that but I feel like the amount of time required to p- pump into Diablo 4 at this moment to get to the end game and experience probably, you know, what you're kind of really seeking at the end of the day. It's a lot of yeah. time when there's other fucking games to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to go and play Baldur's Gate 3, um, not fuck around with malignant hearts and and spend 30 hours just to go and do that. So yeah. in my opinion, I think this probably, I mean, ultimately the the season in its entirety and what they're offering here and me comparing it to what I know come from other seasons uh, of other games like wow and and destiny Two, even I don't know if there's going to be enough here uh, and I I don't think it's going to be enough to hold my attention will I buy the I don't even know if I'm going to buy the battle pass at this stage um, and I mean, if you asked me before Diablo 4 came out, I would have been like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm absolutely playing the Battle yeah. Pass. But I think there's just been too yep. much airtime between uh, the game coming out and the, and the first season. I really honestly think they needed to, because I mean, how long has it been since the game came out? Like probably two two months or something?
1: Yeah, two months. Yeah, it, maybe. Well, maybe it, was six, it was
0: six of the six of the six, so not even. Yeah, what have we got? So it's a month.
1: Yeah. yeah, look, look, I I totally agree, Cap, with everything you've just said, and I while I think, okay, I think the season, I think the season looks good. I, I honestly do. I think the, I think the content they're introducing is going to add uh, another interesting element to the lacking end game at the moment, which is greatly needed. But my question, I have a couple of questions which aren't haven't been answered yet, but My first one is, are they going to roll over the mechanics for the seasons into the next season? So are we going to have this malignant stuff as part of the end game when they do season two? Um, Because Mm. right now in its current state, like you've said, Kat, it's too much of a long grind for you to get to level one to the end game every season. And people are just not going to be prepared to do that grind every time. So they're going to have to balance the game in some way, either by speeding up the leveling process or making it more interesting to play the game during that grind. Otherwise, it's going to be like it is now where people are just going to stop playing and people aren't going to play the seasons, they're not going to buy the battle pass and we're going to end up with a. Slightly dead game is yeah, my fear, I, I just,
0: I just kind of feel like, and I, again, I know that ARPGs get a bit of a free pass because people just assume that, you know, the whole grind of going from level one to, you know, end game is kind of part of the appeal of those games. But I kind of feel a little bit like it's just a little bit lazy because... Again, you, you just because these are the only games that I've played that have seasons that, you know, it's just the, the easy one to compare to. I know WoW and Destiny 2 are very different games, but there's a lot of character persistence that enables you to kind of jump in and out so easily and experience these seasons for what they are. So kind of gating a lot of your content behind uh, you know the same old fucking thing every time, uh, i.e., having to kind of grind your character through to that end game over and over again. I mean, of course, I mean, I am, I am kind of, you know, obfuscating the fact that yes, there are kind of mechanics in the Battle Pass and, you know, the mm. season journey and stuff that kind of promote you to go through that that grind again. But
1: absolutely, you know, I just, yeah.
0: it's, it's not, it's just not fun. <laughs> Sorry, it's Mm. just not fucking fun. Um, Mm. You want to be to play the new shit and the new shit's in the end game. And if the end game takes me 30 hours to get to every time, I just can't see people wanting to do this very often.
1: You know what I reckon might help it, Cap, and what helped Diablo 3 end game immensely, which we know is coming, but we haven't seen it yet. And that is seasonal leaderboards will help. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah,
1: so seasonal right. leaderboards will uh help get people back in there who want to get a top hundred slot like me. That's what brought me back to a few seasons in Diablo three potentially. But yeah, I, I believe we're not seeing that until season three, season four. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe you and I just fucking don't have the time. I, t- to- I think we're too fucking casual,
0: in all honesty. <laughs> yeah, dude, maybe we're too I, casual, mate. Yeah. Like Sukai's so, so kind of saying, you know, you underestimate the dedication of ARPG fans. I'm fully <laughs> aware of how mental these people are. But I don't know. I just, I think, I think the people that, I mean, ultimately, right, I think you kind of need to try and blend between an experience between the hardcore and the casual because. You want more players playing a game, not less. Well, I mean, at least I'd imagine they'd want more players playing their game, um, because that's more people that could potentially go into the store and purchase that stupid fucking twenty dollar <laughs> fucking you know freaking you know goat mount or whatever you, you've you put mm. on your storefront. I don't know. I just, I just feel like it, it, they're doing a lot of things to turn people away from it, and I, I do hope that maybe. Diablo 4 in a year or so's time is a very different landscape and maybe a little bit easier to kind of on and off board, but we'll see. I I, I think ultimately maybe I'm being a little bit pessimistic about this, uh, no, this look, season. No, look, I think, I think but, it's in the right. Yeah.
1: And, I, and I just want to quickly, um, so Sukai said, PoE requires the same amount of grind each league. We've got heaps of friends that get to maps every single league. The difference there, Sukai, is Path of Exile has a way better end game right now than yeah. what... Diablo 4 has. It they has, have had more
0: time, but yeah, you're right. They have
1: had more time to cook it. And they've had so many seasons, but that that game has, at the moment, You, uh, I remember watching Quinn, and he, and who's a Diablo 4 streamer, Kiwi guy, was talking about the difference between the POE power curve and the Diablo 4 power curve. The Diablo 4 power curve, and I'm, what I'm talking about here is, as you get gear, how powerful your character is. When you hit level 50... The, the power gains that you get in Diablo 4 are so minute you're talking like 0.1 of a percent in damage and survivability as you're going through the yeah. torments and high difficulties path of exile through the mapping system you're constantly gaining power as you go through that game all the way into the end game all the way which, through
0: which equates directly to a dopamine hit right so when you're not yeah. getting as much it just feels kind of average <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, honestly, I think Diablo Four
1: will get there. Cap, it's you're likely we, We've too. said this a few times. That's and- what I'm
0: saying. Yeah, I, th- I think that I think it just needs time to cook, and I, I just don't think this season is for me. Looking at it, um, I stand to be corrected, but I don't think you know. Even I, I do worry that I think the story beat for this is going to be a very small part of of the entire thing. And for me, you know, a bit of story is really important. Like again, using these, these examples like destiny two and wow, they have significant amounts of story that are being unleashed onto you each season, which, you know, that's partly what keeps me coming back because I want to know what's going on with all my, all my friends, you know, what, what's Savala up to, what's fucking Throll uh, thrall been doing, you know, I want to know all that shit. Mm. So, um,
1: get all the law, law hits.
0: Yeah. I don't know if, if there's not an awful lot of that, it, it worries me, but, yeah, I I also wonder like again we don't we haven't seen the season yet. We only know roughly what's going to be in it. I, I'm interested to see how what the meat on that bone looks like, how much meat we're getting on those bones, um, because I will be immediately comparing it to other games. Because I mean, these guys play other games, you know, and they know of other games, and they you know they're they're in the company that makes Wow, so they know what is possible and what other people are doing in terms of seasons. So yeah, it'll mm. be. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what what the deal is. So, well,
1: yeah. I definitely will be giving it a crack, Cap. But at this stage, mate, I can hand on heart say I probably won't buy the seasonal battle pass, which is probably a good uh, opportunity to get dive into our poll, which was extremely late, by the way. Sorry about that. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was a little bit. That but- was probably on me, really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go for gold. Dive into it, Grizz.
1: Do you want to do a little fucking sting-a-ling or what, Cap? Is that
0: what we do? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah, hang on. Give me a second. Where are we? All over uh, it, mate. Yeah, let's freaking pump that one in. Blink. The OGR poll. <laughs> Brought to you by Pol. Grizzly Gaming.
1: Yeah, look. So this was pumped <laughs> up literally two hours ago. And bloody great work, everyone, for pulling together. Actually, yeah. We actually got a couple of, couple of votes on this. Um, last minute poll. Will you be buying the Diablo 4 seasonal battle pass? Have you got it up there, Cap? You want to do, I do you know.
0: indeed. Uh, the the options were heck yeah in capitals, or heck or, or no thanks in capitals, which is very polite, <laughs> polite. Uh, incredibly polite. Now I'll go through the through the uh, the results. Uh, for heck yeah, we had twenty six point seven percent, and for heck, well, no thanks, sorry, uh, seventy three point <laughs> three percent. Mm. Polite mm. people voted for no thanks. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Not, not an awful lot of people stoked on the Diablo seasonal past. So I don't wonder how many people are just like, oh, I didn't even play Diablo 4, so yeah. I do not give a shit. But Just put an um, option in
1: there. Probably don't like Blizzard, but just wanted to see whether everyone else doesn't like Blizzard, you know? Maybe. Yeah,
0: well, exactly. I know a lot of people don't like Blizzard. But that's okay. I, I totally I understand that sentiment big time. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so there you freaking go. Uh, there you go. Freaking Diablo 4. Got to fucking love it, Grizz. All right, now I'm going to skip this one, Grizz, because I'm going to bring that one up in the uh, in the rapid okay. fire because that one's that one's a bit it's, it's pretty quick. We'll sort that one out later, but I yeah, want to go cool. through the the X. So basically, the whole FTC trial with you know Xbox versus Sony versus the fucking mm-hmm. world. It's it's continuing. It, it it's never going to end. We'll see how long it goes, but I'm sure it'll end eventually. Uh, but Interesting. We we kind of last week we spoke about how during the FTC trial we had the CFO talk about you know the 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 specifications of a of a next generation uh, Nintendo Switch console, and more recently it seems like Xbox is insinuating that we might be getting some new PS5 related hardware very soon, in the form of a PS5 Slim. Mm -hmm. Mm Now, basically what sort of came to light was that microsoft was saying you know uh, i think i think the whole kind of idea was they're kind of trying to compare how the just vaguely the everyone's position in the market uh, in terms of pricing and and suggesting that you know, the the price point of the Switch is, you know, not too far off everything else. Um, And then they use this next example uh, of the way uh, PlayStation tend to release slim consoles for a cheaper price point and then noted that they believe PlayStation 5 Slim will be coming later this year at a reduced price point. So it's interesting because obviously... They, they, I mean, they probably wouldn't say it unless they believed it to be true. Uh, they probably have insider information, which I imagine both companies would do. Uh, yeah. But also they kind of insinuated there's a price point of about $400. I guess that's probably USD. But I was kind of looking at the timing of the PS4 Slim and when mm. the PS4 came out. The PS4 came out in 2013 and the PS4 uh, Slim came out in 2016. Now, the PS5 Couple of years, came yeah. out in 2020, I believe. We're yep. now in 2023. That would be three years. Yeah. So, probably up. probably looking pretty close. Reasonable, I mean, PS-
1: reasonable price though, Cap, I thought. Anyway, so what is that? It's well, a few hundred less than the standard sizes. Of- what's
0: that? 400 USD to AUD. What's that? Uh, 750 Australian dollars. Wait, what? Is that Seven the same choice? price? I thought that was 750 bucks anyway.
1: Are they oh I've got no no, idea.
0: hang on i fuck i I put four hundred ninety nine not three hundred and ninety nine hang on six hundred USD. Bucks. so yeah, hundred and fifty bucks off roughly okay. assuming yeah, the same con- conversion rate and import taxes et cetera. It's probably going to be close to six fifty but we'll see um yep. but yeah it's 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 even it's just kind of interesting yep. um ultimately just all this information that we're kind of getting trickling into this whole FTC campaign, it doesn't seem to be going particularly well. I mean, a lot of the information that's been thrown around on Twitter uh, by kind of law uh, lawyers and, you know, just people interested in law in general is that the FTC lawyers seem to be kind of incompetent with their entire argument against Microsoft uh, not getting what they want essentially and kind of just kind Mm -hmm. of batting for Sony for no particular reason. Uh anyways, I think the, the more interesting thing is just how much kind of extracurricular information we've gotten about shit like, you know, <laughs> the yeah. Nintendo Switch too, And now suddenly yeah. we probably know that there's a, a PlayStation 5 Slim coming. So, Yeah, um, they even talked about yeah. the
1: handheld at the end of this, which they're saying is 300 US, I think, or something like that, something around 300 there.
0: US, which is, that's kind of yeah. fucking nuts when you think about it, right, mate? Because- Yeah. You know, mm. if you're selling a PS5 Slim for three ninety nine and then you're selling a, a little tiny mini display that doesn't do an awful lot other than just kind of, you know, chuck PlayStation remote play on, on a screen for a mm. hundred bucks less. Uh that's, you know, kind of crazy. But anyways, you know.
1: Freaking crazy. Absolutely. Freaking man. crazy.
0: So yeah, another PlayStation console on the horizon, Grizz, and it is the Ooh, PS5. Yeah, slim. So there you go, slimming down. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving along, Grizz. That's our freaking quest log, baby. So let's freaking jump into it. this, mate. I oh, want to know how's your freaking gaming going, Grizz? It's good.
1: <laughs> hey, my gaming's going bloody excellent, Cap. I'm going to surprise yeah. you with this one, mate. But I have Nothing actually me, mate. doesn't it? Okay. Well, look, this uh, is another.
0: You know, oh, you've seen, yes. you seen this? You've seen this or what? what? What is this fucking game called? <laughs> All right. is called this is
1: called Halls of Torment. Torment, yes. Halls of yep. Torment, yes. And yep. it is like six bucks on Steam right now in the sale. It's super cheap. It's, um, yep. It is a, I'm going to say it. it's a uh, Brotato-like. Notice how I didn't say <laughs> Vampire Survivors because Brotato has excelled, has its own genre now, which is... Very similar to Vampire Survivors, but,
0: you Yeah, there's a different. slight cro- cro- crossover. Who came first? Slight Who does over. chicken on the egg? You never know. That's
1: exactly right. But <laughs> the thing that is going to get people here is that it is hugely Diablo 1 inspired.
0: Um, yeah. It's like, from, like Diablo 1 cross like Baldur's Gate or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like so so even like the, games.
1: the music and... Uh, the, the There is items in this game, uh, but it's it, just as a as a uh, I guess a description, it is, yeah, very vampire survivors. So you control your character, you move them around. There's hordes of enemies that come towards you. Um, you do auto swing, however, you do need to aim your attacks, whereas the other games of this nature, you don't need to aim your attacks. So um yeah, you've got to kind of point where your attacks are going. Um, you level up. Uh, and you yeah, you put uh, like like points into different skills, you can get damage or block or movement speed, that classic, classic trope, but you'll also and come got across roguelike uh, thing
0: going on. Yeah, right. that
1: roguelike thing happening for each run. Yep. They also have uh, bosses that will spawn in every run and they drop items, and it is the old classic Diablo where you can see the outlines of your items, the helmet, cool. chest piece, the gloves, whatever else, different rarities and whatnot, and you pull those in. Um, But, yeah, seems really, really cool so far for such a cheap game. Um, I've only sunk Six bucks at the moment,
0: isn't it, for Steam sale, I believe?
1: Yeah, 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 six bucks. Yeah, yeah, so definitely worth uh, having a look. But uh, one thing that I think uh, is the standout for this particular game is uh, you need to do certain things in your runs to unlock other characters, and there is other characters in here. There's, like, a cleric and there's a necromancer where you can get some other, like, guys running around for you and a bunch of stuff, and then... Uh, once you actually clear the levels, you get other levels that open up for you as well that are more difficult. So actually seems um, reasonably in-depth. I'm, I'm definitely going to give this a bit more time. But Cap, I've actually come to realize, mate, I actually really enjoy these style of games, which is the auto-attack run around in, a, in an arena <laughs> and, and uh, the roguelike That's mechanics. So funny. Because I'm the I,
0: fucking opposite. You, you don't like these, <laughs> eh? I fucking love these. I reckon guys. they're fucking boring. But yeah, no, I, I, I can see the appeal though. I just I just don't think well, they're for me.
1: Dude, you know why I think I enjoy it? I think I enjoy it because I don't have to be fully focused on it. I don't have to yeah. like engage myself too much. Um, yeah, and I've been watching be in a, in a lot in of a work the donating. Yeah, yeah I've been watching like a fair bit of the dota major recently and it's the perfect game to have on uh, my main monitor while I'm listening to the dota major on the
0: other so that's fair yeah I think I think my life's a little bit different Grizz, because when I do have time to game I want to give it my full fucking attention give it um, to it which yeah, is okay. not as much as I'd like so you know I think uh, I don't you know I'd, I'd probably rather not play this in my full attention <laughs> mode um, but yeah no I, I do I do think this is probably the best of those vampire survivor likes that i've seen i think just in yeah. terms of you know graphically i mean obviously they're not doing anything groundbreaking but i just think it looks the most interesting you know a whole just kind of keep Diablo theme you yeah. wait
2: till the
1: triple a studio gets hold of this surely there's going to be a devolver digital vampire survivor
0: Dude, take, you know what? like I just wish, like, companies like Blizzard would pump some time and effort into doing things like this—just little once one-offs. Because oh, imagine yeah, doing could, like a fucking—you could easily do a little World of Warcraft one like this. Oh and, mate. yeah, and have mm. like just an endless horde mode thing going on, like Murloc, Murlocs Merlocks, yeah, and fucking pull everything. a couple of
1: devs, mate. Pull a couple of devs, put them on a I mean, project. They could
0: pump this out in a weekend, easy, surely. I mean, these games aren't <laughs> like—they're not—they're not like super in depth, really. And I mean. I don't know. I feel. I feel there's there's a lot of potential. Jim reckons there he for, doesn't want
1: AAA yeah. versions of these games. There you go. He wants these yeah, to stay well, indie. You know what? You know what? It would never happen, dude. Because there's so much no, fucking exactly. corporate power that sits above these guys. Like they're never gonna um, get.
0: It would just get lost mm. in in corporate fucking video game development hell. Like it would probably it, cost never, them like fucking twenty million dollars to make a game like this. I reckon just to get <laughs> yeah. it across the line, which doesn't make any sense, does it? But imagine yeah. all the microtransactions you could put in at Grizz, like all the oh, cosmetics. Oh, that fuck! Mate. That's a
1: good point when you think about. That you can have yeah. a battle pass for this and like some.
0: Dude, yeah, you know what? Cosmetics. You fucking could. You totally could. See, there's there's something there. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'll, 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 uh, I'll think about it. I might pick this one up maybe. We'll see. This is probably definitely seems like the best one that I've I've seen. Mm, so yeah. um, by far the most fun. But are you, play, you play anything else, mate? Uh, mate, or is that it?
1: You can't say that without playing Brotato, Cap. You can't. You can't say that. I think I'm going to skip Brotato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Mikey was having a fucking laugh about your take on Brotato, mate. It was like, Cap's just not having it. It's just not having
0: it. <laughs> it I, just, I just don't... I don't know, Grizz. <laughs> At least this seems to have a little bit of lore involved. Just I don't want to play potato fighting aliens. I just, it just okay, doesn't I can
1: tell you this, Cap. They actually have voice acting in this game and it's hilariously... I thought going
0: to say in Brotato. I was like, what the fuck is no, the a potato They, they have voice
1: like? acting in, in this game, Halls of Torment, and dude, it is so fucking bad that it's funny. Like, oh, it's it kind actually... of reminds me of the
0: that kind of really reminds me of the early Boulders Gate games then, you know, mm. when it's like you get like it, it, it like Imowyn comes in, she's like, I'm Immolun, and you're like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are you telling me? Yeah. Um. Thank you. Um, okay, that sounds brilliant. Well, yeah, nice, Chris. I'm, I'm, um, uh, everything I'm else is just, just my it.
1: standard, my standard stuff. You know, I've been playing. I I rarely need. I didn't stream this week, mate, and that's when I usually find my chance to play. Uh, I wanted to play Diver Dave, Dave, Dave the Diver, like <laughs> Diver Dan the Diver, Dave. whatever it, whatever <laughs> that fucking game is called, mate. Say you, Daniel. Daniel? Yeah. yeah. i
0: have been mean, uh, a little bit of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I have been playing a bit of Dota when I've got a. A couple of free minutes, and that's pretty much it, mate. Been, pretty, been a pretty busy week. Hoping this this week I've got no gigs on, mate. So I've actually got some time up the sleeve yes. to uh, to to play some video games.
0: So should be. I will like to... try and spool up some time to sit on Discord with you and play some games with you. Oh,
1: let's do it, mate. Yeah, if I can come next time I stream and play something, Cap, come join me and talk shit.
0: Yeah, that sounds great, gorgeous, mate. Well, Cap, um, how's your gaming going, mate? How's it going? Good. Yeah, pretty good, mate. I am. Look, my first big thing is well, I'm just gonna since we were talking about it. Um, I've been playing Dave the Diver a little bit here and there. That's that's a fun little game just to kind of jump in and out of. Um, you know, run a little sushi shop. Just started hiring people in there, um, and yeah, it's just it's just fucking good. So, been enjoying that immensely. Um, you know, it's just kind of my side game at the moment. My my where all my effort is currently going is just to get through, just fucking get through Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> um, because yeah. I can't, I need to finish it because the story is really fucking good and the voice acting is fucking incredible. And mm. dude, I gotta say, there are some moments in this game that are easily some of the best fucking moments in gaming I've ever had in my life. It's yeah? actually fucked up. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like right. the boss the boss I fought yesterday. And hey, I won't wait, do any boss.
1: What boss? Boss in well, there's, what there's, Derek, b- Derek the Diver. In, in, no,
0: in in, yeah. Yeah, no, in Final Fantasy 16. Oh, right. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, we're I, we're I on the next that. game now. Sorry. On the next um, game. Yeah. Yeah, no. Not not and definitely not Rotato either. We're talking about Final Fantasy 16 <laughs> now. Um <laughs> okay. yeah, the boss I fought yesterday was just like you know so i'm just going to kind of go backwards a little bit the boss before the boss i fought yesterday was like cranking it up to 11 and then i fought this boss i fought yesterday and i was just like man i didn't think you guys could push this envelope any further but holy fuck we're right. pushing it further it's just so is it is it giving you more now cap are you it's not really the it isn't it isn't right i think the story is really crescendoing In a way that i'm really enjoying seeing where that story is the problem is the moment to moment shit in between the big kind Mm. of um you know events that happen in the game like you you're kind of going through these main areas to do a thing right you you're destroying mother crystals you know it's not a spoiler that's kind of you know we we knew that's what we were doing based on early uh, early um you know trailers and whatnot so we, we, you go, you're destroying these mother crystals across the, the 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 continents, and each time you go there, there's obviously a big boss battle. But every time you go to this next boss battle, they're just out of control. Like it, it is the cinematic brilliance of these things is just insane. It's it's hard to believe that you could craft a game where they just keep upping the ante every single fucking time. But moments, it up eh? hmm. oh, every time. But the, but the moments you have in between those kind of main parts of the story are fucking boring. They are (laughs) so boring. I just find myself completely completely Mm. zoning out, trying to get to the next major area as quickly as possible. Um, I am doing all the side quests because I'm a fucking masochist and I can't help myself. Um, Some of the side quests, you get the, the odd little gold nugget of lore and, um just kind of you know story beat here and there uh, but for the majority they are just mind numbingly boring and they have this issue i find where they just they just really need to tell you that the the slave class in this game are really downtrodden every second fucking right. quest how poorly the slaves are treated and i'm like I, look i get it it's not great I, I totally get that but i don't want every fucking quest to be like this so um that's one thing that annoys me. But yeah, honestly, dude, the the game is bullshit easy. Um I'm just finding Is the- it really? Can that. you yeah, can the- you
1: the difficulty or not?
0: No, not until you beat the game, which um I'm only gonna ah, be okay. doing this game once, so um yeah. they can yeah. forget me playing this twice in a row. But um mm. yeah, the, the it's it's just it's just a kind of blend of dodge, attack, 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 dodge, attack, attack, attack until you get the stagger meter halfway um, use a special move to kind of open them up for a little bit, use some of your special moves on them, keep attacking them until their staggerment is completely gone. And then you just unleash everything that you've got in your arsenal, um, rinse and repeat over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. the dodging is really, uh, what, what's the word, um, uh, like precision dodging, precision dodging is the windows for that is really Did quite think- big forgiving sorry that's the word uh, mm. to the point where I find it very easy just like every single battle I've, I have not really had a massive issue with but it's it's the cinematics of the battles that are just so insane um, what about the, been yeah, a couple um, of bosses but cinematic yeah. what's cap like
1: the Dodge inputs in the cinematics are they pretty forgiving as well
0: yeah, they're very forgiving. Yeah, I've, I've not missed one yet. Um, yeah, right. I, Apart from when I played the demo and I did that on purpose just to see how much damage I'd take. But, um, <laughs> did you get fucked up? No, nah, not really. Um, it wasn't really worth the experiment, to be quite honest. But, but yeah, the the cinematic brilliance of this game is just mental. I'm really enjoying the story and I'm really hoping that there's more games in this line of, of like world because final fantasy, Mm. obviously normally they kind of leave one setting to go to a new setting. Um, there's been a few times when they haven't, for example, final fantasy, I think 11 or yeah, 11, I think had part one and two Uh, 13 had a couple of different parts. Um, I would really love to see another, uh, one of these games, um, on the same level, but like just more complex systems, deeper combat, um, and maybe some more attention paid to the time in between these major moments. I, I'm, in all honesty, I cannot see them being able to keep the same amount of kind of motion in subsequent games as they have with this game because there is something really fucking special about this game. There's also... An undertone of just pure fucking boredom in between all the insanely <laughs> epic moments. Um yeah. Sounds like yeah. I need
1: to tune that a bit. It's it's interesting, Cap, because I feel like Final Fantasy franchise as a whole has always captured me with its cinematics. And I'm thinking way back to I remember seeing Final Fantasy VII cinematics. Oh, yeah. And just being like that was almost like a like a like a turning point for me when I knew yep. where gaming was gonna go because they just looked so realistic um and very well done cinematics to to think that they're still achieving achieving that now in current generations it's still pretty impressive isn't it when you think about that
0: absolutely but do you know what another thing i was thinking about grizz is like this game is actually just generally really well put together like there's no fucking it's not buggy it it released really well like One of the few AAA games that we've not had a major fucking problem with, I guess, which um, is a real nice change from the usual, you know, thinking about um, more recent games like, uh, um, you know, um, what do you call it, Redfall or whatever else, like performance issues and everything else. This game just is, you know, smooth as butter. And plays exceptionally well. So, I mean, honestly, overall, hats off to Square Enix. I think they've a really good product. I just I wish there was some some things that were paid attention to in terms of you know system complexity and and some of the story beats are just fucking like oh my god. But um, but overall, man, just uh, I'm honest to god, some of the the boss battles I've fought in this game have just been some of the best things I've ever done in gaming. Wow, and that that's is, cool. I, man. I, oh god, it's it's mental. Just. Just cinematically, it's just fucking crazy. But, um, but yeah, anyways, that's my freaking game, and, and it's been gone pretty good. So Hell yeah, that. dude. Hell yeah. Now, yeah. yeah, Grizz, as always, we uh, do a little thing towards the end of the show where we run through a bunch of news articles that we didn't get a chance to talk about in depth, but we wanted to kind of cover a little bit. So let's freaking jump in there. Rapid do it, man. Brought to you by DJ Francesco. It's in the game. It's in the freaking game, baby. A lot of freaking shit in this uh, rapid fire. And I'm going to open it up with this first one, Grizz. Assassin's Creed Mirage will ship with a historically conscious Baghdad mode, uh, or History of Baghdad mode, where they're kind of going to be doing this thing where you, well, they're basically going to have lore entries for a bunch of shit. Um That was, you know, you know, pottery and stuff are going to have these little kind of entries in this big old law book, and you're going to be able to dive deep into that within the game. And yeah, I think it's, I think that's going to be good. I'm looking forward to to that. And little, apparently, a little bit of learning,
1: entries. yeah, a little bit of learning while you're video game cap. I actually think this is yeah. really fucking cool, by the way. I think this is very cool. So um, it says that they're uh, able to unlock articles by traveling to 66 historical uh, sites that are uh, spread throughout the city of Baghdad. Each will shed light on beliefs, culture, economy, and everyday life of the people who lived in there during um, some kind of period, which I cannot pronounce. But I think it's cool, man. I think that's very cool.
0: Yep, absolutely, dude. Very IRL true. law, Cap. IRL law, mate. Jesus. IRL law, especially when it's given to me in gaming form. It's fucking excellent. So get ready for that. All right, your turn, mate.
1: Okay, uh, Cap, the Dutch government is working on banning loot boxes.
0: Yeah, that's, that's like most of Europe now, I feel, has gone nuts. Mm. No way, loot boxes. You're illegal. So You're the Dutch are jumping on it as well. So good to see. You know, I think um, yeah. hopefully Australia is next. Uh, yeah, <laughs> cool. Very cool. All right, Grizz, you ever, have you ever wanted to see Far Cry 1's original source code? Uh, yes. Okay, well, that's good because you can go and find it now on the internet archive.
1: <laughs> Very cool. So what does this mean, mate? Does that mean you can go recreate Far Cry with all the code yeah. and things, does it?
0: Okay. yeah pretty much, yeah, you you could uh, absolutely. so um the original right. source code for, for for I mean you know the way things work, Grizz is you write code and then you compile it and you that that compiled version of the code looks nothing like the source code. so you can't see all the commands and stuff that are given to the computer from in human form unless you reverse mm. uh, de- unless you decompile it and you would need the right way to do that, which generally you don't. so right. Uh, you know now we have the original source code for far cry we can see what the original source code looks like which is you know for game developers and just people generally interested in programming and coding it's it's pretty fucking interesting to see how people go about doing things in video gaming development just what, because um, yeah, look i don't cool. know much about this cap but is it
1: in a, is it in a certain language and what language would it be in mate if it was
0: i don't know what this one's in actually um I'd have mm. to go and have a look, but I'd probably take a stab at saying it's in probably in in like some blend of C or something C plus huh? plus um, Spanish I don't says
1: could be yeah
0: potentially I'd yeah. say it probably would be so um, but yeah so pretty fucking cool uh, you can yeah. go and have a bit of a squeeze at it on on the old uh, GitHub I believe yeah. so go and hub out get it get it um ca- get
1: Overwatch it. two. Uh, won't be getting any more PvE story missions until 2024, where that game will be well and truly
0: dead by then, I'd say, mate, just in time. Oh, mate. I, I think there are people still playing it, but I just, I don't know, man. It's fucked up. I, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> scary. Also, yeah. I think I was right. I think it was I think it was C. Um, yeah, C, FYI. Okay. Very good, yeah, So Sorry to interrupt mm. you, but yeah. Um, very no cool, Grizz. Uh, not that um, me, Overwatch not having PVE missions will bother me too much but anyways there you freaking go now Grizz you got an Xbox Game Pass I do mate yep well well these are the games coming this month my friend you're gonna be getting Grand Theft Auto 5 which I think might actually already be out Ooh, now shit. you're gonna be so that's actually kind of that's actually kind of nuts to to be quite honest. Um Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. V on Game Pass, that's um, I you definitely wouldn't have put that on my bingo card, but anyways. Most
1: overrated game
0: ever uh, released in my opinion
1: cap, but yes, yeah, go I'm on. Not
0: a huge I'm not a huge Grand Theft Auto fan either to be quite honest, so I'm kind <laughs> of in the same boat with you. Uh, the Cave, which looks like a bit of an indie uh, indie gem. Hood, another kind of uh, indie, you know, little bad boy. Mm-hmm. exo primal which i was looking at this it looks like it's it's like a it's like a group shooter kind of game in the in the kind of vein of something like i guess you know left for dead cross with uh what was that fucking terrible game that came out um everyone hated and it was supposed to kill destiny uh oh yeah anthem Anthem. It looks like robots from Anthem crossed with uh, Warframe, uh, but mm. you're fighting dinosaurs coming out of these big fucking rifts in space. So uh, Exoprimal looks very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, we've also got Mick Pixel. I have no idea what that is, but it's just a pixelated game. Uh, Tectonica and Insurgency: Sandstorm. So there you go. Uh, a lot of shit coming to your, your Game Pass, Grizz. So you know you can you've got even more games that you won't have time to play. Yeah, yeah, add it to the list, mate.
1: Um, Cap, Psychonauts 3 isn't happening right now, Tim Schafer says, putting it on yep. ice. Cap, why are they putting it on ice? What's the reason? Do well, it's know? not
0: that it's being put on ice. I think they're probably just working on something else. Um, right. So, uh, w- w- fuck, what are they fucking, what is their freaking, uh, the... Um I can't think of the name of the developer off the top of my head, but uh, Tim is one of the lead, Lucas LucasArts, um, I think. Is it, it LucasArts? Arts? I thought it was something else. Tim Schaefer is um, a legendary
1: Monkey Island broken age and LucasArts dev discusses future projects. Oh, he's from no, those. No, they're double fine.
0: It's double fine, is oh, what I was right. thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, so I think they might have LucasArts IPs or something like that. Anyways. Yeah, right. I think, uh, you know, because they've done Psychonauts 1 and 2, um, which are both very highly acclaimed video games, but these guys are kind of like, Double Fine are kind of like the, uh, they're kind of like a triple, they're kind of like a triple A indie developer. You Mm. know what I mean? Um, So uh, I think they call them, they kind of call these kind of um, developers uh, triple I's because they're they're like big (laughs) indie companies. Um, But these guys did, brutal legend as well um uh, as a bunch of other fucking cool games mm. so um you know they got a bunch of cool shit under their belt uh but yeah i'd just say they're probably working on something else what are they working on who freaking knows i mean these guys are owned by microsoft now so um could be anything maybe they're working on freaking mm. Brotato Two, mm-hmm. Rotato kazooie
1: Rotato kazooie
0: yeah. Crossover, you didn't even know you wanted. So yeah. I I don't know. I definitely don't know if I want that. But anyways, it's an option. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um Grizzly, Capcom yes. are working on delivering Mega Man and Onimusha. Well, more of those games. Ooh. So we could be getting Sick. new Onimusha and well, we probably are getting new Onimusha and uh uh what do you call it? Mega Man games soon, TM, says. Mega Man
1: games are bloody excellent, aren't they? When was the last Mega Man game? Are they still bringing those out or is it been a while? Uh,
0: last Mega Man game. Let's find out, Grizz. Uh, the last Mega Man game, there's over 130 titles in the what the Holy fuck? Jesus Christ, fuck off. Are you serious? 11, two years ago, says Fendi. Mega okay. Man Mobile 2017. Oh, mobile, I, I can see here. Oh, hang on. Here's one Rockman X Dive. Don't know what that is. Uh, 2021. So, there you mm. go. Is that? I don't even know what that is. I mean, this is the thing about Mega Man. Is I, I know the original ones, like you know, Mega Man one, two, three, all those good ones. Um, but then I kind of lost track of it when they started going in weird and wonderful directions. So interesting, yeah, crazy yeah. shit.
1: Um, Cap, do you remember last week or maybe the week before we talked about those ultra unique Diablo Four items that are literally as rare as winning lotto? Well. For a period of about 12 hours last week, Diablo uh, Blizzard implemented a patch which basically allowed people to get uniques from Helltide chests. Now, the Barbarian and the Sorceress do not have any unique helms that they have in their loot pool. So if you went to a Helltide chest and it rolled on a unique, you were given... The Harlequin Crest, which is one of the unique, extremely rare drop rate helmets, for a period of twelve hours until they realise. So people were going around on those characters and just farming hell tides for them.
0: That is um, epic. And what was yeah. the drop rate on it? Probably fairly reasonable. I think it was actually pretty decent. Yeah,
1: so I think yeah, if I you wanted
0: better to- than actually getting them,
1: <laughs> that's right. I think if you wanted to get that item, you were pretty much guaranteed if you just spent a couple of hours farming the hell tides. Yeah. Wicked, mate. Love it. There you go. I'm pretty sad that I missed that opportunity, but anyway.
0: Uh, Oh, well, mate. You win some, you lose some, and you're about to win some with this next story, Grizz. Larian (laughs) Studios have finally answered all of your emails that you've been sending them over and over again, Grizz. You can finally have sex with a druid in bear form (laughs) in Baldur's Gate 3.
1: Yeah, have you kind of listened to you? Have you seen this story or not? Have you kind of seen? (laughs) I
0: I kind of yeah, I did see it. I didn't look too much into it, but uh, so So, uh, I I guess you can actually wait. Do you have sex with the bear?
1: Well, this is the thing. You have sex with the druid, but it doesn't change his form, so he stays in bear form during that act. If that makes sense, so you can romance people. And he was in his bear form, whatever it was. But the funny thing is, dude, in the fucking cinematic for this, there's a little squirrel who like hides his eyes. But and in the context of it was normal people that would make sense. But in the context of this guy having sex with the bear, it's even more comical because this squirrel's yeah. just.
0: <laughs> maybe the squirrels. Maybe someone's a squirrel form. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if they can watch maybe. that. Very cool. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward I'm... to that one. I'm I'm so excited for Baldur's Gate. It's actually fucked, oh, dude.
1: Looks fucking amazing, doesn't it? And you know what? Larian handled it extremely well. They actually like like were posted about the clip and said it, you know, a bit funny because I think some people are getting a bit a bit you know as they do on the internet cap when you see something like this that you know yeah, have a, bit of, ch- a ch-
0: bit of a grizzle about it bit yeah, of a grizzly game 86 about mm, it mm. yeah well actually one other thing i was going to say grizz is just yeah. off the top of my head i bought um skate 3 the other day because oh, did you oh nice yeah i did just because i thought fuck, i'm just going to put it in my library and just have it ready to go so i've downloaded it on my steam deck and also on my main pc yes. just so it'll be ready actually, to go day um- one
1: I had a chat to Mikey and Kirti about this, who's also known as the Dungeon Brothers, and we do D and D from my Twitch channel. But uh, we're gonna we decided we'll alternate, so um, every second oh, yeah. week we'll do D and D, but uh, we will also do uh, play Baldur's Gate three as the three of us as well. Um, Wicked dude, big part fan of that. Of that. <laughs> so I think that'll be pretty cool. Um, Cap, I'm going to jump up one mate, but Blizzard fucks up again. So apparently, dude. They released the thousand names for the hardcore challenge or the victors. So basically the first people, the first thousand people to reach level 100 um, hardcore got got their names immortalized on a stone um, uh, kind of uh, statue of Lilith at Blizzard headquarters. Well, they released the names that were supposed to be on that list and there were loads of people that, were within the hundred that weren't included on the list, and lots of people complaining about missing out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a
0: a tweet from a guy who was in a group of people that all got, um, you know, hardcore one hundred, and all his mates got in on it, and his name was missing from the thing. And yeah. it was just like, uh Blizzard. Uh, what the fuck? Hello? <laughs> Which you he, you'd yeah. be spewing about it because like people I, I know I was watching one guy who um Bo Schwartz or um listened to uh on the uh core gaming podcast. Uh, he, uh, he took a week and a bit off work, uh, to do it and oh, like ended did up he get to it? take a bunch of it. Yeah. He ended up getting it mad dog. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, obviously a lot of people in that same kind of full-time job situation would have had to take a fairly significant chunk of time yeah. out of there, you know, to try and get it done. And blizzard didn't really do a very good job of, you know, cause I don't have a, a, a leaderboard or anything. So. People didn't really know where they were in the kind of rankings. And And they needed to do a bit better with that, eh? I was always going to end in tears, surely, because there
1: was like nowhere that had an updated list of people like making the achievement.
0: Like, fuck. Well, exactly. So, uh, yeah, they probably could have done that whole thing a little bit better. Um, Mm. But ultimately, yeah, it seems like a bit of a fuck up. And, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Another fuck up in a string of fuck ups, but I mean I don't know, you know Blizzard, you know they're trying their best, I guess, at the moment. I think Diablo Four overall was a pretty good release, you know the fact that they had pretty much no server issues was kind of impressive. So, you know, I guess they have allowed a little bit of leeway on their on their fuck ups So
2: there yep. you freaking go.
0: Uh, Grizz, Street Fighter Six has smashed two million sales in just five weeks, which is pretty impressive. I don't I don't That's know what where that kind mm-hmm. of puts them in the ecosystem of fighting games, but. I feel like yeah. that's a pretty bloody reasonable uh, slog. So well done, Absolutely, Capcom. Mate. That's Capcom, isn't it? Street Fighter Six yeah. is Capcom. Yeah, yeah. And so, for a
1: game like that, mate, like um, you know, that's fighting games aren't for everyone. I feel like that must be the most successful fighting game release like that in recent times, surely. I see a lot of people yeah. on my Twitch Twitch planet and enjoying it.
0: Yeah, I think um, cool. I think it's released quite well. Now, was it Street Fighter Six, Street Fighter Five, Grizz that you had a lot of issues with?
1: Yeah, Street Fighter Five was the one that uh, they released it online only with no single-player campaign, and then the net code for it was shocking that I couldn't play it online. So didn't leave yeah. me with a whole heap to do. I just put it down within the first day and almost – I should have probably refunded it, but, yeah, it wasn't great. So, garbageine,
0: big-time garbageine, Garbagine. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, there you go. The Street but- Fighter VI, pretty good.
1: Street Fighter 6 is pretty good. So, Cap, we talked about uh, people worried about their voices being taken uh, uh, in in the form of AI. Well, interestingly enough, Cap, we have very angry voice actors as non-safe-for-work mods using uh, AI uh, to replicate their voices in Skyrim, essentially, is what these mods are in. So we're beginning... Yeah, I mean, I guess that's something we didn't really think about. But yeah, imagine if your voice is being used uh, in an unsafe for work fucking manner. You don't get any control over that.
0: So. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I, my brain went to like like orcs. And I was just thinking like fucking <laughs> just like orcs and goblins and not, not for, say for work context, which, you know, I, I, I was thinking about the voice actors making the noises mm. that those animals make in those games. But, yeah, anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't do that. It's bad, all right? Mm. Moving along. Battle bit is an overnight success, six years in the making. Uh, it's just sold uh, sh- just shy of 2 million units. In six weeks, which is kind of nuts. Uh, These guys are yeah. a small indie company and just fucking smashing goals, man. So good yeah. on them. Yep. Made a lot of fucking spondulies. How much is that, look game? At that?
1: Twenty bucks. I think it's pretty cheap, but you know, man, those numbers are comparable
0: to Street Fighter sales. So yeah,
1: you know, which is crazy, hell, man. It's massive. But yeah. that's the
0: power of indie, isn't it? You know, like a a little idea goes viral, which is basically yeah. what's happened with BattleBit. We should give that a crack, Grizz.
1: Yeah, about a bit would be good. I'll give that a go, mate. It just looks yeah.
0: very fun, I think. And yeah. I feel like
1: no one's taking it too seriously because it is a bit a bit of tongue-in-cheek, which you don't get the toxicity then of what you'll see on other competitive shooters. So
0: Yeah, big fan yeah. of that. I'm not I'm not up for that shit anymore, Grizz. I'm, I'm too yeah. old. Too old for that yeah, shit. Yeah, me too,
1: mate. Um, Cap, Terraria just keeps bringing out more and more content. So they had supposedly the final journey, which was released, I think it was either the year or the year before, um, but they just keep bringing out new patches, new content, new items, new weapons, new bits and pieces. Um, we have an upcoming um, an upcoming patch which is called Final Updates. So who knows whether that will actually be the final updates? But yeah, interesting. I might get back into it, give it another go. It's a good game.
0: Go. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know a lot of what's in terrar- Terraria is like what I kind of want out of Minecraft. You know what I mean? Like that mm. kind of ongoing progression, and um, sorry, Pav, I know I know you got a soft spot for Minecraft. Um, I love Minecraft. I fucking love Minecraft. But there's just not enough. Actually, I tell you what, the Dungeons and Dragons stuff might actually kind of bring me back in that DLC that they announced for Minecraft. But um, I just I really wanted kind of like a, a bit more going on in terms of you know the progression and and whatnot. And Terraria really seems to have that, you know. So absolutely <laughs> um, does, mate. Yeah. There's there's you know, not,
1: not enough story mechanics or even like loot. That's the thing. Doesn't got the loot in
0: it for me. Yeah. Cap. Hasn't yeah, got I, I would love them to go in all in on that rather than having to download fifty thousand mods to <clears throat> replicate something, you know. But um mm-hmm. yeah, ter- Terraria is, is is going great, Guns. It's good to see them doing it. And obviously they've made a fair bit of fucking money on it off it because I don't think those devs have done anything but Terraria since then. So, you know. Good on them. Keep fucking going. Cool. All right, up, Grizzly. Sorry. Aussie landmark tax policy promises to boost Australian gaming industry. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know fuck all about the this. The digital game
1: tax offset will give game studios a 30% a rebate on developers' wages. So basically, Whoa. it's going to be a little bit cheaper for Aussie game devs to hire developers. So Dude, it might be relevant. I think I'm...
0: That might be relevant might to you,
1: Cap. Potentially, I'll be become
0: it. a game dev. To be honest, that sounds pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that that sounds really cool. Like that probably just means that maybe more smaller studios might actually be able to get a dev or two on board. Um, you know, to offset that cost. And uh, yeah, I mean, some of the uh, some of the the companies that are cranking at the moment, you know, thinking of um, companies like. Uh, what was it, Monster Bit, or whoever did uh, Cold of the Lamb? And um, yeah. uh, there's a couple of other ones. Uh, you know, obviously, um, Cherry, Team Cherry, who are doing um, freaking. Uh, I reckon that's quite a lot, Cap, 30%. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, th- I mean look, probably the average developer, you know, for a, a regular developer, is probably going to be anywhere between, okay. Game dev is a little bit different from regular mm. dev because a lot of it's passion and, you know, people take advantage of the fact that people are passionately doing their job. Um, so they tend to pay them less. So, you know, your standard game is probably going to get anywhere between 70 to 90 K, um, at a, at a baseline. And then your seniors probably get somewhere sort of you know, between, let's just say 85 to hundred and something. So, mm. you know, you think 30% off that that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. You know, you know what senior, I think they're seeing the value. In,
1: I mean, it, it's in the it's in the stats too, though. Cap, we've talked about this before, but you compare the movie uh, revenue to game game revenue and game sales now, and it's like, yeah, dude. I mean, you're probably you know you're investing in Australia's economy there by
0: by well, exactly using right, absolutely. Think about all these little yeah. indie games that have gone, you know buck wild you know think about the gst you're selling on on all that kind of shit and Mm. and you know the tax associated with with everything else that goes into that it's um it's probably a lot of money there to be made just by you know trying to get a flourishing market and you know even that um what was that um that animal crossing one dinkum i think it was called oh, dinkum um, yeah 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 yep. you know that was um like an australian yeah. animal crossing one that it's went really viral for a while yeah.
1: you know there's a lot of Absolutely, cool aussie
0: right. games you know so mm.
1: hollow Knight. yeah you probably already <laughs> yeah. said that and i wasn't listening team yep. cherry yeah team, team cherry, cherry. Hollow Knight.
0: i didn't okay. i didn't say it but i said team cherry but yeah <clears throat> exactly
1: yep. very cool um look last rapid fire and these are both aussie ones that I actually picked off um the abc but there is a there is a hospital in Perth, actually, uh, at Fiona Stanley, uh, treating gaming uh, disorder in young kids suffering from adi- addiction. So um, children as young as 11 are being treated for gaming disorders uh, in this new Perth clinic. They've seen more than 80 patients so far. So wow. look, I don't know. What's your take on this, Cap? I definitely think there was a period of my life where I wasn't able to have control of my gaming habits and i could probably say that i was addicted and it was an unhealthy lifestyle but as i've gotten older yeah yeah and and you know what that definitely wasn't recognized cap was it like
0: yeah I, i don't know i think um it's a tough one dude because i think there's all kinds of like kind of uh, shades of addiction in, in all, all parts of people's lives, whether it, it, it might mm. be, you know, substance like alcohol, it might be, um, you know, something else basically. But, and I think sometimes gaming can, can take that. Cause I mean, there's yeah. a lot of dopamine evolved with playing a video game and, um, you yeah. know, people probably would prefer to play video games than go to work. I know I would. Um, so mm-hmm. it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to become addicted to that kind of thing. And, um yeah i definitely think there's a place for something like this i mean everything's a, a scale obviously and um you know s- some people are probably going to be more addicted than others um mm-hmm. definitely i think i'm the same Grizz, I definitely think there's probably been some parts times in my life when i've probably uh, you know probably avoided life things to do gaming which <laughs> probably in yeah. a addictive manner um yeah. but yeah, yeah i think this is definitely probably something that's ultimately Going to be required in the long run. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. never know what uh, what old Ted might be like. He might be he might be going to this this clinic. Yeah, fucking get him in there. <laughs> if he's he anything like his dad. <laughs> 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 so we'll say Get him on the wow um, early, mate. Get him on the what's what's he going to be
1: playing? What's his class? You reckon from his personality? Um, he,
0: well, I mean, he is like a fucking he's like a fucking bulldozer at the moment. So I reckon he's going to yeah. be a freaking arms warrior. Okay. Um, yeah. For mm-hmm. sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Charging
1: in head first, yep. yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. There. Just smacking everything. He pulls my beard, mate, and it is like the, the ultimate pain. <laughs> <laughs> ultimate pain. Um, so, yeah, I can could, I could see him inflicting a fairly reasonable DPS score on on you know on, in World of Warcraft. So, you know, that'd be cool. But, yeah, anyways, Chris, that's the freaking show. And that's it from us for this week. I uh, just want to say thank you to all the freaking legends in chat hanging out tonight. Um, it's been wonderful having you guys in here. Thanks for for chatting video games with us. If you want to watch live via twitch.tv slash Oceanic Gaming Radio, you can do so every Monday night from 7 p.m. Australian Western Standard Time. Just go to there, follow us, and, uh, yeah, you can uh, join such legends as 12 Orcs, Straightjacket Jim, uh, Fendi Bull, Air- How do I pronounce that, Grizz? Airage? Aerie J is what I call him, but it could be wrong. Aerie J. Okay. And it's
1: also Rorks. Uh, he's one of those hip kids that, you know, the 12 is
0: the R. So uh, he's, you know. Oh, it's a Rorks. Okay, fuck Rooks, dude. Can, yeah. Dude, I it's can't really, read that shit. Know. I'm too old for this. <laughs> uh, hey, Kamikaze Cracker, Sukai. Uh, who else we have in here? Uh, uh, yeah, just a bunch of legends. Blindsided Moose. But yeah, Shout you guys out to. All
1: Aussie noob for the raid tonight as well. Thank you, mate. If you're still in, yes,
0: there. on your mate, on your mate. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, if you want to listen to this in your own time, we're available on every single podcasting platform in all formats, uh, all flavors. We're freaking there, baby. So go and uh, mm-hmm. jump on Spotify and give us a listen. Uh, and uh, if you wouldn't mind, maybe a cheeky five star review. Go on. Go on. It's good for you. Go on. Do it. Uh, But, yeah, appreciate your big time. Uh, Another thank you to our wonderful uh, Patreons, as always. And, uh, yeah, if you're not uh, in our Discord, you can do so by jumping in the link in the description uh, or go to our website, ogr.show. Go to the top of the page. You'll see a Discord link in there. Uh, And, uh, yeah, literally all of our links are in there, apart from the Twitch. So I'm probably just going to start using saying go to ogr.show to find our links from now on because that kind of takes my – that makes it really easy. I don't have to remember shit. So, Um, Yeah, go to odr.show. You'll find our Discord link. You'll find our Twitter link for our weekly polls. Um, You'll find everything in there. Go and check it out. Uh, But, yeah, anyways, we'll see you guys next week for Episode 64. In the meantime, be kind to your mothers, and uh, we'll see you on the other side.